0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times.
1: Hi, I'm Hariyato Diman. Welcome to The Straits Times, the big story podcast, where we analyse key issues with our journalists and guest experts. The Straits Times has released a 352-page book, marking the first two years of Singapore's fight against COVID-19. In this together, Singapore's COVID-19 story is divided into two parts. Saving Lives, and Saving Livelihoods. Our journalists spoke to more than 300 people, including Prime Minister Lee Sen-Lung, President Halima Yaakob, Cabinet Ministers, frontline workers, volunteers, foreign workers, and survivors. Now, you'll read about stories of suffering and resilience, and of miscalculation and foresight. One of the 13 chapters features 24 people who saved the life of one woman, Madam Tan, who caught COVID-19. Joining me now are ST's executive editor Sumiko Tan who edited the book and health correspondent Timothy Goh who wrote several segments in the book. Sumiko, start us off first. Uh, How did the idea to write a COVID-19 book come about and what makes this book different from other COVID-19 accounts?
0: Hi Haranto. Well, there were actually two reasons, two main reasons we did the book. The first one was Um, In the early days of COVID, I was overseeing the coverage in the newsroom. So I I attended quite a few um, of those briefings by MCI, by MOH, and I could see how stressed out all these public servants were. And I also oversaw some specials we did on frontliners, for example, and I did some stories myself, and I interviewed, I remember, contact tracers, and I remember the sort of stress they were uh, going through. So one of the reasons we decided to do the book was as a tribute to the frontliners. And this kind of leads on to the second reason. I was thinking to myself um, as journalists, you know, what can we do to help in this pandemic effort? And I thought what we do best, which is to chronicle news events could be put together into a book so that we would put on record this very pivotal moment in um, our history for future generations. Uh, you also asked um, how different the book is from uh, other books on COVID. I think um, the main one is that it's told through uh, a journalistic lens. So um, everything is very um, factual. It's been fact-checked a gazillion mm-hmm. times. Uh, it's also written by uh, expert specialists from the newsroom. So we have people like Salma Khalid who wrote a chapter on hospitals, we have Audrey Tan who wrote a chapter on the science behind the virus. Yeah, So I think that, that makes it a bit special.
1: On that, uh, Timothy, you contributed a fair bit to this project as well. What's the hardest part of writing the book? Thanks, Arianto. I mean, quite honestly, I think one of the hardest parts was trying to
2: keep up with all the constant changes, you know, because a book is rather static. Um, and I remember initially we were hoping to uh, publish the book at the start of 2021. So when we did our interviews at the end of 2020, um, all the people we spoke to, you know, there was a certain triumphant kind of sense that, yes, COVID was difficult, but look, we have gone through the year and we have beaten it. And um, now the worst is behind us. Let's let's look back and reflect on this. Uh, unfortunately, as we all know, uh, things worsened a lot in 2021. As a result, every time there was a change in policy or Case numbers spiked. We had to adjust our stories uh, accordingly, and so that meant rewriting entire stories, coming up with new stories, trying to crunch down old ones, getting rid of your know, things that were no longer relevant, and we had to repeat this process. I think about four or five different times. Every time we thought, "Okay, things are better now. We can publish uh, cases, would rise again," and we would have to redo everything
1: all over again. It was an extremely, extremely tedious process. And Tim. Team- what is it like to have worked on so many COVID nineteen stories over the past two years, involving many segments in society? Well, it's it's kind of surreal,
2: actually. I I actually remember the first time, you know, in the first few weeks of the pandemic, when we all thought that this was going to be like SARS and it was going to be over in a couple of months. And you know, by then we thought the impact would be mostly limited to maybe tourists and the healthcare sector. But as things went on and on and on, we realized that. Really, this is a virus that hit every single person from every walk of life. You know, No matter if you're a minister, a migrant worker, a hawker, or some rich tycoon, everyone is affected in some way. Now, obviously, through speaking to many different groups of people, we also realized that there are some inequalities uh, that were brought up by the pandemic. Um, it's obviously a lot more difficult to be a, a migrant worker in this pandemic, for instance, uh, or someone living in a, in a small rental flat. But that being said, when we spoke to even you know the the MTF who always appear so confident in front of people, uh, to the various policymakers who seem to be making these firm, decisive moves, when talking to them, you know we find out about these private concerns and fears they had, and how close we may have come to uh, failure at some points. Uh, and you see the tiredness on everybody's faces. You realize that really at the end of it, we are all just. Human beings trying to get through these unprecedented times together.
1: So Miko, similar experience for you as well. And you know, on that note, of course, the pandemic is still ongoing. So how do you produce a book that doesn't have an ending yet?
0: Yeah, like you know what Tim said. Uh, one of the biggest challenges was how the pandemic kept on going, and we couldn't stop the book. At we couldn't find a, a good window to uh, put the book out. Uh, in the end, we decided that we had to put it out. We thought that two years, uh, looking back on the first two years, would be a good uh, milestone. So we had to cut, cut off somewhere. So we decided to cut off um, around November. And I remember when we were uh, putting the sort of finishing touches to the book, uh, Omicron started. And then we were thinking like, oh dear, you know, uh, do we have to stop work again? But we decided to write it such that um, Omicron, Omicron could play out both ways, You know, either it was serious or not serious. And then we, we wrap the book up. And
1: Sumiko, just to round out our, our discussion today, can we expect a, perhaps a sequel?
0: Uh, you in got to ask Tim and I him. the rest. I, I think it did take quite a lot out of us, wouldn't you say, Tim? I, I shuddered <laughs> yeah. when he
2: well, suggested it, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: well, thank but you I so mean, much, if things uh, really do mm-hmm. um, end and end well, yeah, why not? We, we could do a part two. Oh,
1: well, definitely. Well, thank you so much, uh, Sumiko <laughs> and... Timothy for the sharing That was Sumiko Tan Executive Editor At The Straits Times And Timothy Goh, Our health correspondent Thank you both In this together Singapore's COVID-19 story Is available in major bookstores From today For $28 You can also order a copy At stbooks.sg Now we'll love to hear What you think of it